0: Welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm Ann Gordon here with my friend and chavrutah Yerdaena Osband. Our daf of the day, Masach Sahim, Daf Kuf Dalad, page one hundred and four. We are making our way through. Our seum is now in less than three weeks. Sign up, come talk. We want to hear your words of Torah. Now, page one hundred and four, Kuf Dalad, begins on one hundred and three. I'm bet. Um, We have here a discussion of now of the content of Havdalah the final bracha in the way we say it today, right? Not you know, amongst the different versions that were we discussed yesterday. This is not necessarily the final bracha, but the way we say it today, where we've distinctions between this and that, between that and the other thing. So Rava begins saying uh Havdalah, right? This is a story in which Rava is going to recite Havdalah, and here's what he says meaning specifically he who distinguishes between uh, the sacred and the profane, between light and darkness, between Israel and the other nations, between the seventh day and the six days of work or of creation. So then the next person who, again, if you refer back up to the daf, you'll see it's from Yaakov, ben he says to him, why do you need all that? Meaning, you could just say, We have a tradition that Rabbi Yehuda said that Rav said that all you have to say is He who distinguishes between sacred and profane. And that's it. You've got your Havdalah. Finish up and go home. Meaning, if that was the Havdalah, the Rav Yehuda made what do you need more for it was good enough for him why isn't it good enough for you amarlai so rava responds back has severely he's following according to the follow, to the following logic the amaravelazar amarvioshaya hapoteh lo mishalosh this is when uh, i'm sorry lo yifchot mishalosh if you want to district dist- decrease, if you want to limit the number of distinctions, you know, this between that and that between the other thing that you're going to make, then you should not have fewer than three. And if you want to add, meaning if you want to imbue your Havdalah with more distinctions, you should still not go beyond seven. The implication, I suppose, being that less than three might not do the trick, right? It's not enough of a praise of of God who makes these distinctions. And I guess more than seven, uh, this is, again, I'm hypothesizing here, we would say that more than seven uh, might be too much of a burden, let's say. So Amarle, sort of Yaakov bar is back to Reva, and now we're back, finally, to Kuv The didn't Mar say, Lo Tilt Amar, Lo Sheva Amar. He didn't say, he didn't say three, he didn't say seven. Amarle of Ivra, So he really had four different distinctions. What did he say? He said, between the seventh day and the sixth days of creation, he says, that's like it's its own closing, so that it's not really um, a a new distinction, right? Rather, you need that closing, that um, sealing of the bracha close to the end of the bracha itself. So that's why you could have that be at the very end, right? Those who were in pompadita, Amri, what did they say? He says you have something, a phrase that's similar to the beginning of the blessing near the conclusion. Now, these statements about closing the bracha or opening the bracha, I believe, are um, you know common to there. are a more general statement about brachot that are longer to begin with, right? We have in in tefillah on several different occasions we have longer brachot that are not simply a one liner, and and there we do have a lot of discussion, you know, about um, the opening and the closing of the bracha but in this case the idea is that when you have these distinctions right you have your because they're similar to the to the closing of the bracha or perhaps the opening of the bracha of course once you've done that once you've got the opening being hamavdil bin and the ending having another one another distinction you have one in the middle there you've got your three it's a little bit interesting to me the way they're doing this mathematics um but at the end of the day, the Gemara still wants to understand, Ma what is the difference between these different approaches? So the real distinction is when you're talking about when Shabbos goes into Yantif, right? Which is when you have Havdalah, like we have again this coming Pesach, Shabbat ends and the Hamavdil ben Kodesh, you don't say ben Kodesh, you say ben Kodesh, because the day that follows is Yantiv and is itself a sanctified day, not a profane day. So, the one who says that you're going to have a similar expression at the beginning to the one at the end, Ben you wouldn't have to say this phrase which you'll actually find in your Haggadah, because it's where, when Havdalah kind of is part of Kiddush, of the Seder, which is how we'll have it this year, you don't have to say between the sanctity of Shabbat and the sanctity of Yantif, you drew the distinction, right? You, You, God, this is still the prayer talking to God. But according to the person who says that, really you do want to have that phrase similar to the chatima, similar to the conclusion of the bracha, you know, prior to the prior to the conclusion and still part of it, there you would want to have that phrase. It would need to be there. So this is a lot of work to say, do you need this one phrase or do you not need this one phrase, depending on the opinion of how much uh, middle text do you need that's going to be aligned, or rather, how much middle text you need between the the opening of the bracha and the closing of the bracha, that it should all be similar. So now, yeah. What strikes
1: me about this is, and this will get a little bit more into what I'm going to say later, there's something philosophical about the construction of this bracha. Like often when we're constructing a bracha, it's like to uh, accomplish something. We're makade. It's like a verbal declaration of, I guess, a moment in time or kedusha or uh, something before an act or acknowledging something in God's world. And this seems like a very long bracha that they want to create. I, I, I just keep that in the back of your head. I'll, I'll talk more about that in a little bit.
0: Okay. Um, I just have, I'm almost done here. It says, Gufa, right? The Gemara goes back to what it was talking about, the statement of Rabbi I'm Rabbi Yoshiah, you still don't go fewer than three and you still don't go more than seven. And so, what I wanted to mention here, right, This the whole discussion here about why you would want to have it be simpler, right? i um, A deal kodesh will call you're done, right? That seems to be the essence, really, of what all of it is about. That 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 God is the one who makes distinctions, and why would we want to have a discuss? Why would this bracha want to have more distinctions listed? And so on the the front, you know, the basic surface of it, I think that it's a matter of giving praise to God, right? The all of this extra in the Havdalah is to to say that when God draws these distinctions well that is more power to him literally and so we say he drew this distinction right? he separated this from that and the, from the other thing and all of them then come to be praise, praising God the other comment I wanted to make here is something I say all the time about how many words we have to use basically and it's something that people talk about, uh, I first read about it I think actually in Oliver Sacks is Seeing Voices which is a really interesting book about the deaf community. And the idea is mentioned there that when people have the words to use to dis- to describe more different things, then it actually makes them smarter, right? Which is a hard thing to talk about because usually we think about, you know, is there raw innate intelligence or something like that? But the idea of drawing distinctions between things, which is exactly what having more words does for you, right? That more the more you draw distinctions, the more refined your understanding of what that, whatever it is you're talking about, what that item or that experience, or for that matter, in this case, the world that it is. So the more we draw distinctions, the more we're praising God for these distinctions. It also then speaks to our experience of, in fact, yes, we have, it's not just one big mush of a blur, right? Although, as I keep saying, sometimes that feels like this whole past year has been one big mush of a blur, but our experience of everything is Lavdil ben Kodesh we draw a distinction between that which is holy and that which is profane. Ben Yisrael Amim, I've skipped one, right? Ben, between the Jewish people and the non-Jewish people, which is not very PC nowadays, but in terms of our Jewish experience, it is a legitimate statement to make, right? And then we talk about, you know, Shabbat and the rest of the week. And that of course draws our heightened attention to the phenomenon of Shabbat, which is, of course, the point. right? As we leave Shabbat, we're recognizing that there's a real distinction between the day we have just experienced and the rest of the week that we're about to embark on. And I feel like if we weren't to have those distinctions, if we weren't to note them, it's not just having them, they're there on the calendar. But if we don't stop to note them, then we don't have the awareness of them in the same way. And we can't appreciate them you know, and in, in much this way that the more words you have, the more distinctions you can draw, the more appreciative you are, are of those same fine tunings. So I think that's part of what's going on in this approach
1: of Rava to have more and more and more, you know, distinctions included in Havdalah. I love that point you made about sort of the language, you know, the more descriptors we have, the more uh distinctions that we're making. And so then we get this other Gemara here that comes later, right, where we're talking about it's, that, you know, this whole thing of one, the seven, how many do you make? You know, Tanaihi, that it's actually Machlokas of Tanayim. To Amar Rabbi Yochanan, because Rabbi Yochanan says, Benan Doshim mm-hmm. Omer Achat, right? The son of the Kadoshim. In other words, this was a very holy person, only made one distinction. Benago Amlomar Shalosh. But the regular people, right? The the, the Am, they always make three. Manin Benan So the Gemara asks, who is this, you know, son of Kadoshim, Rabbi Menachem Bar Simai. Of the uh, Amay Karule so the question is, why was this Menachem Bar Simai? Why was he called Benan Doshim? Kdoshim? istakel de right? Because he would not look at forms on coins. Um, in other words, that you know, even having a form on a coin could have maybe been some type of idolatry because we prohibit images. So he wouldn't even look at the form, the the image that was on a coin. Shlachle Rav Shmuel Bar Right, and then the Gemara goes on to say that Rav Shmuel Ba'idi, you know, uh, sends Rabbi Menachem by Samai this message that his brother Hanina, you know, also said that you should only do this one, only make this one havdalah or this one distinction. And the Gemara says, no, you know, we don't actually file that halacha. So I find it interesting that, I, and you know, that initial paragraph or section of the Gemara is sort of almost in a way building all these distinctions are actually important. And then, yep, now we have the Benanshalk Doshim, you know, where it's like, no, we're just going to do one. The Gamar ultimately rejects it. But it's just interesting to me that, you know, the Benanshalk Doshim was able to settle on only one. I think that
0: that's the essence, right? Like, the bottom line is, make sure you have this key distinction. Right. And everything else is, is more, right? It's, more praise it's more distinctions it's you know icing gravy however you want to you know whatever metaphor you want and i think we appreciate that i think we value that but if you're in a rush or if you feel that you don't need it right then i I, i'm not again i'm not talking about practical what you should do in havdalah but in terms of the gemara's approach and what they did in havdalah they were they were good they they you know,
1: they did their distinction. They were said. Right. And so then I think that gets into the next piece of the Gemara, which is interesting. I'm a Rabbi Shua bin Levi. Rabbi Shua bin Levi says that when you recite the, the Havdala, the distinctions you make, the havdalot that you talk about should be havdalot that are explicitly said in the Torah, right? Right. So then now there's going to be a objection to this, right? Seder Havdala, what is the Order or the 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 proper way of doing these have the load Omer person says right. So between the sacred and the profane, ben or between light and darkness, ben Yisrael Amin between Jew and non-Jew, right between impure and pure, hayam right between uh, the sea and the dry land between the upper waters and the lower waters, right? This is with the Rakiya. Remember that Gemara we had to try to map out how big the Rakiya was. So it's referring to that. Kohanim, And even the difference between priests, you know, Levies and Yisraels. And this would be sort of a very extended version of Adel, which has actually these seven types of distinctions. The chotem, and this is the part I'm really interested in, and this brisa continues and says that we conclude with saying say right? Others say no. We say who fashions creation, and you know. And then Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi No, we actually end with Hayam Right, and then. You know, finally, the, the Gemara actually uh, rejects whether or not you should say the sea and the dry land. But the piece I want to focus on is the idea that there was even a possibility that the chotain, the conclusion of this bracha, should be seder bereshit, o ser bereshit. And I think that's why this bracha is allowed to be sort of in a way stretched out, right? This idea of like having three havdalot or seven havdalot. There's something that happens in that moment, Right. When we transition from the end of the Shabbat to the beginning of our week, um, that signifies in a way like creation starting all over again. That week, that cycle is starting all over again. And I think that's why it's allowed to be what I would call a philosophical bracha. It's not a bracha that's meant just to sort of signify a particular moment in time or give meaning to an action that you're about to complete or completed. But it, it wants to, it recognizes how we feel at that moment when we say havdallah. It, it, it has emotion to it. I think we all feel that. Um, I, I think I've heard that before when we study baruchot I, bar I happen to find Habdallah to be one of the more meaningful sort of prayers or, or blessings that I make during the week. I really try to have a lot of kavana over like, what's the rest of my week going to look like? Like, what is this week going to bring me? And, I, you know, and I think this passage sort of recognizes that, you know, the very, human peace of time passing and being able to recognize distinctions, you know, whether it's a before or after in a point of time, whether it's things that we observe in the world around us, um, whether it's differences between people. Um, and I, I don't know, I just found this whole passage to be particularly beautiful. I agree. I agree. And I think that um, I
0: think that this is I, I think it's maybe not fair to draw a real distinction between brachot and tefillah, right? Prayer and blessings. But I feel like part of this, the additions here that we have in Havdalah, it makes it into a prayer, right? When we talk about, the, it's praise to God. And, and I think it gives us the time and the room to contemplate both Shabbat ending and the week coming, as you say. And I think it can be very powerful and very meaningful um, if we can pause and, and, you know, give it that thought. I remember some of what you've just said now. I remember when you said it the first time, uh, when we first talked about Havda, and I remember thinking, I need to, you know, take that home with me too. So now now we've got a double, yeah, uh, you know, a repetition of it. it. Maybe you. it'll work.
1: Well, well, that's our doc discussion for the day. Uh, rank us, review us on all major podcasts. Thank you to Reverend Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hadron website. Let us know what you thought about this stuff on our Talking Tomlin Facebook page. Don't forget to sign up for our CM that's coming up in less than three weeks. And we want to hear from you and some of your reflections on Mesut Safim. And until tomorrow, go and learn.